I'm Justin Gerhardt. And I'm Eddie Fritz. Welcome to the Queer Network Podcast. Join us as we explore queer in the 21st century. I have a very special guest this week. His name is Dre Barone. He is the only openly gay male in all of professional hockey. I started playing when I was three uh, and stopped playing competitively when I was 18 or 19. I'm 19, I think, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I thought about refereeing Yeah, I, started, I refereed as a part-time job in high school. Okay. I was still playing, mm-hmm. uh, mainly because I like hockey so much, I just wanted to be around it more often. Absolutely. And it was a part-time job, so yeah. why not? As my playing career dwindled down, mm-hmm. uh, um, I decided just to pursue uh, officiating, roughing as a... You know, as a more as a serious career. Yes, yeah, as, as a career, which yeah. is wild to think of, but it's true. So, what was the most unexpected surprise discovering that you loved refereeing? Like, what about it? I like the mental challenge more than the physical challenge. Mm-hmm. I mean, physically, you can train all you want. You can, you know, and anybody can can do that side of the job right. and be fit and and actually be able to, to keep up all for a whole game. But it's the mental side, I think, that's the right. it's the bigger challenge, and this is a challenge I really enjoy. Yeah, yeah. So when did you start opening up about your sexuality within becoming a ref? Like, when did so you come out? I came out to my family and friends when I was 22. Okay. And I didn't even, like, know I was gay till I was, like, 21. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing I know. how differently like, people go through it. I know. Like, some, some people are like, oh, I knew, I knew since, since I'm five. Since they were five. Yeah. Even younger sometimes. Yeah. And then some yeah. don't even know till way later. Yeah. And, like, I had, like, no... Like, legitimately had no idea. Like, yeah. I always say the same thing. Like, you could have probably hooked me up to a lie detector machine and asked me if you I was still... gay. And I would have been like, no. And I would have been like, yeah, he's not lying. Yeah. I really had no idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Which I think is wonderful for people to hear out there that you don't have to have known. I always say everyone has their time yeah. to come out. Absolutely. So, for me, it was at 21, 22. And mm-hmm. that's when I came out to my family and friends. And, and I, so when I came out, I came out to everyone. I wasn't okay. hiding. Like, I didn't. I'm like a very all or nothing kind of guy. Right. <laughs> so like when I came out, I binge call all my friends on the same day. <laughs> uh, I call my brothers. I told all my friends. Uh, to, uh, I want. I say I didn't tell my parents right away because I want to tell them in person. Yeah. And I was living in Vancouver at the time, so when I went back for Christmas, I told my parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, and everybody, you know, even in the in the like with fellow refs and coaches mm-hmm. or players, if anyone would ask, I would be like, like, are you dating or do you have girls or whatever? You have a girlfriend? Like, no, I'm gay. Like, I didn't care. I really didn't care. So what were the reactions that you'd be getting in these moments? Honestly, when you own it like that, you, there's no more angle to attack. Right. That's my biggest, that's the biggest thing I learned is that when you're most vulnerable like that, you're most powerful. Right. This is like, you can't call a guy a fag or like, Who's, who just admitted to you that he's gay. It's like, yeah. well, where's the fun in that? Uh-huh. Right? We've so, lost all the yeah. power. So You've gained yeah. all the power. So I think just by owning it and be like, no, I like guys. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I'm into dudes. But it's funny because I, <laughs> I'd come out to all my friends and family and hockey whatever, and I thought, like, that was it. I'm out now. Mm-hmm. Like, it's over. Yeah. Uh, not true. Uh, not for me anyway. Uh, I thought like... And also not for your friends. Right. I thought thought, like things would get better and everything, you know, the worst is, you know, yeah, in the past. Mm -hmm. But for me, it was the hardest part. I don't say there's two, the first person you have to come out to is yourself. And that has two phases. Mm -hmm. It's like acknowledging the fact that you're gay and then accepting it. Yeah. So I acknowledged it when I was 21, 22 and came out, but it took me a very long time to actually inherently accept it that yes you are a gay man uh, and, and then accept it in your career that's the biggest thing yeah I think so, that not even just as an athlete, an athlete or a gay ref yeah it's like in, in any profession yeah. owning that in your professional yeah. field as well 
Yes. Because straight people don't have to do that. No, it's like everywhere you go, you don't have to like... You don't have to prove no. that you're straight. Exactly, yeah. And like... Just every... assumed are. Exactly. At the end of the day, we are a minority. And, yeah. And like, heterosexuals, heterosexuality is the... It's it's the norm. And mm -hmm. I'm not saying the norm meaning it's better. Exactly. But it's just I think factually... We need, to, we need to get clear right. on what we mean when we say these words. Yeah, like factually, it is the norm. Yes. So to think that people will never have to come out again. I mean, we have to get to the point where maybe it's just not, it's just not such a big deal. Yeah. If we get to the point where it's just a surprise. Yeah. It could, not negative, not me, could pleasant surprise. Oh, okay, my son's gay, I didn't know. Mm -hmm. But that's where it ends. Yeah. I think that's where it, that ultimately it will end up. Mm -hmm. Because like you said, it may, it, you know, straight people don't have to come out. So mm -hmm. that's the norm. And I think like, but you have to be realistic. Like it's a norm because the majority it is the, it's the rule right we are the exception so um, then in diving back into the sporting world i mean this is a place where people are still very closeted what needs to change and where does it sit right now so sports is supposed to be the great unifier mm -hmm. so they should start acting like it it's a culture problem it's not an individual problem and i keep stressing that because you can't I can't point the finger and say he was homophobic to me right because that's not just not true mm -hmm. even the people who do use those words it's they use that habit. In terms of an athlete, let's say you know somebody who is closeted, who's playing professional sports, how do you think that's affecting their mental health as an athlete, and is it, is it affecting their performance? I'm very open about it. I've battled with depression for many, seven, eight years, mm -hmm. uh, and it, it definitely, in the moment, you don't know that it affects your performance, right? You don't know that it affects your game, or it affects how you think, or whatever, but Realistically, of course it does. How can it not? Yeah. How can it not? Right? Mm -hmm. There's been great strides made to, to, for the notion that anybody could be gay, even the most, uh, even the, like the most the masculine. masculine yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, that's great for that guy. Great, yeah. and that's very important. It's like, but what about the super, super effeminate guy who's really good at hockey and loves hockey and wants to play it? Exactly. And they'll look at me like, I never even thought of right. it. Like as if like, mm -hmm. and I'm like, I know you guys didn't think of that. I'm not putting that on your plate right now, but. But it's worth we're not. I know we're not there yet, not even close. Mm -hmm. But just to give you an idea how much work there is to be done yeah. here. It sounds like you're going to all these events and you are yeah. being hired and, by charities. Yeah, and, and I've gotten. Yes. Yeah. I've gotten so many emails from teenagers and, you know, college kids and whatever mm -hmm. from all over the US, all over Canada being like, hey, I read your story. Uh, yeah. I'm going to come out to my parents. Uh, I'm going to come out to my team tomorrow. Whatever, whether it's wow. hockey, football, mm -hmm. rowing, whatever the hell it is. Mm -hmm. um, you get, or you gave me the courage to stand up in front of my class and you know tell them mm -hmm. about my sexuality or tell them that I'm transitioning. Us. That's when it hits you. You're like, oh my god, it's actually working. It's making you're making a difference. Yeah. I never thought that my story would be that relatable and that mm -hmm. important. And then you kind of because it's kind of like like I was telling you earlier, like I'm not that good of a self promoter. I don't I don't necessarily know or think that my story is necessarily important, but almost. It's almost because I don't think my story is unique, that's why it is important. It's because right. it's so relatable to everybody. Absolutely. I'm not sure if we're allowed to talk about this, but you did say that you're working on a documentary. Uh, yes. With ESPN. Yes, I am. Kind of started off in May, so you're going to be following me around all summer. It's ongoing. Amazing. What do you want people, all you at home, to know about you? Um, so about Dre. I don't know that I don't necessarily sometimes don't feel like I fit into the gay community mm -hmm. the gay mold mm -hmm. uh, uh, into the scene right or that you're a part of reshaping right this mold yeah uh, and I think just being yourself mm -hmm. uh, and not trying to always define what kind of 
gay you are, or right? Like the mask gay or the the, the circuit gay, or whatever. Yeah. It's just like for me, like I tried to kind of like you know compartmentalize these things. Yeah, and didn't really. It's limiting. Yeah. So just kind of be yourself, and wherever you end up, and if you're happy, and that's what you want to do, that's fine. Like yeah. don't try to limit yourself to a certain. Um, stereotype I guess mm-hmm. that's what I would say I think the biggest thing that I've taken from your story is your confidence in coming out and you basically didn't allow people the option no to bash you no, by, I just by proudly yeah. saying oh no I'm gay yeah like I just no yeah. I don't date girls I date guys yeah I'm not interested yeah. yeah like and then like and like it throws people totally off because and you can just tell that the people who do want to say something maybe negative about you mm-hmm. they'll say it behind your back which you know what if there's people who have who don't have balls to say it in front of me I don't have time for you anyway exactly so I don't care oh what does the word queer mean to you? To me, it just means being different, not not the mainstream in c- mm-hmm. certain ways. Whether mm-hmm. it's your sexuality, whether it's the way you dress, whether it's the, the way the way you speak, or whatever it is, right? Yeah. It's just being different. That's what queer means to me. Which is the original definition of the word queer. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. It is an honor to share your story on The Queer Network. It's an honor to be here. It's going to inspire so many people at home to either come out or even just have the courage to own it for themselves. That's the biggest thing. Absolutely. Remember, like I said earlier, when you're most vulnerable, you're the most powerful. There you go. So there's no angle to attack. Yes! Queer is here! Thank you for listening to The Queer Network Podcast. You can follow The Queer Network on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Join us next time for another queer conversation.